Welcome to Point Me to Jesus. I'm your host, Tara McCleary-Reeves, and I am thrilled to introduce you today to David and Meg Robbins. The Lord appointed them to take the reins of a ministry that has ministered to my heart over the last decades as a wife, as a mom, as a daughter of the King. David and Meg uh, graduated from the University of Mississippi, and I'm going to let them tell a little bit about their love story, but I'm just grateful for their leadership. I'm so grateful for their hearts of service to the Lord Jesus. Dennis and Barbara Rainey prayed just so intensely for the Lord to raise up a couple for which they could transfer the mantle of leadership to a ministry that has impacted millions. And I'm thrilled to introduce you to that ministry today. So welcome, David and Meg Robbins. Thanks, Thanks so much, Tara. Tara. It's good to be with you. I'm just so grateful for y'all. You know, Lee, and I love you dearly. And really, one of the reasons... It would be more fun to be around a kitchen table right now with it, you guys. But true. we'll take this. That we'll take true. this. But I think everybody can see that about y'all, that you're just so relaxed in whatever medium that you're in, whether it be via video or... I know we've shared some coffee chat just on, uh, you know, the internet, which is fun. But um, being with y'all in person is even more fun, but that warmth of the Lord and his Holy Spirit through your lives just radiates wherever you go. And I know our audience is going to to be able to experience that and feel that. Tell us a little bit of, of your love story. Well, we met in college. I think you said that. Um, actually, I came in at, to orientation as a, before I was even a freshman, and David was actually my orientation leader. Yeah, I was I was reading the role of my <laughs> this was like the third week group I think yeah. and I was reading the role of the people and it said Mildred Elizabeth Gieselman and I go well when I walked up he's calling role and he yeah. says a couple of names and then he says Meg but my first name is Mildred and, and I was just thinking to myself there's no way somebody some freshman you know <laughs> Uh, goes by Mildred, which That's totally somebody name. would. It's a great Excuse name, me? and vintage <laughs> names are back. But yet there I was in my, you know, twenty-year-old in innocence, and and I had a friend that went by the initials M E G, and she was called Meg, and it just came to my mind. So I said, "Is there a Meg?" Yeah. So he says Meg, and I'm like, I just sit there because I know the paper that he's reading off. There must be someone else named Meg because he says Mildred. He's like, does anybody here go by Meg? And I was like, well, I do, but I'm pretty sure that's not what your paper says. And he was like, well, I didn't think you'd go by Mildred. <laughs> way, I've learned a lot in life. There's way too much risk in that whole interaction, but that but was worked. the first impression. Yeah. I don't know, David, that already shows such leadership <laughs> initiative. Honestly, I know that's probably why they why the Rainies hired you. Trusting <laughs> instincts, I'm not sure. But then uh, we you really got to know each other through a small fall. group. So yeah. I was co-leading uh, uh, Bible study with another uh, leader with crew, the campus ministry we were involved with. And you probably would have gone to another ministry, but you had a lab. I did a lab at night that conflicted with the other ministry. And so I was like, oh, I, I got to find something. I'll try out crew. And they did co-ed Bible studies for the first time that semester. We only did it for a year, but we did. It worked <laughs> for me. So. so he was leading one. I got to know the co-leader and she was inviting me to come. And she was like, you might know my co-leader, D-Rob. Uh, <laughs> oh, he was my orientation leader. I do remember him. Well, what's true is I got to watch her heart every day. I mean, every week on display and her love for Jesus and the sincerity of it. And, and I didn't trust myself really. Um, just some of my own story. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do this right. 
And so I started getting really weird and overly distanced and didn't invite her some socials just because I was overzealous because <laughs> I, I wanted it to work. This Her what? heart's too good. So the day that Bible study ended, ended I invited her to a, uh, to a fraternity Christmas party. And uh, we, we danced hard that night. We did. And okay. I came home that night in December and I wrote in my journal at 2 a.m., Lord, I don't know if she's the one, but I'm going to go after her hard like she is unless you stop me. And um, anyway. Yeah. We, and I think for me, even when we were in that Bible study, I had no idea he was interested in me at all. And I was journaling. Right. <laughs> I was journaling. And he was a junior. I was a freshman. Yeah. You know, I felt like a, you know, little small freshman. And I journaled, Lord, I want to marry somebody just like David Robbins. Oh. <laughs> so, and I don't think I ever thought he would be an actual option, but it was just like, he's so bold in his faith. He's courageous. He's a leader, you know, all those things that yeah. anyway, attracted me to him. And then we had our, you know, dating through all of her college career and me as a junior, you know, ups and downs, had a healthy split up in order to discern, make sure it was right. But the Lord had it and we're grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we're grateful. We're blessed for it. <laughs> what Bible study? Do y'all remember what y'all were doing? Uh, was it topical? It, I it? was actually, yeah, me and our co-leader, we were actually picking like the 10 most important things that semester that in order to go to a next level of depth, um, things that you need to dive into. So I think we like dove into how do you study the word? How do you, awesome. you know, engage in a bigger prayer life? What is the role of the Holy Spirit? um evangelism you know investing in others things like that so it was topical but with an intent and very foundational probably, yeah yeah and probably the first time i was pulling from resources to create something my own so even, that was a good season of growth for me well tell our listeners and viewers what crew is actually those who may not know yeah so family life is actually a ministry of crew and it's um the largest missions organization in the world and it was started by Bill and Vonette Bright on the campus of UCLA with a focus on college students with the heart of if you reach the campus today, you'll reach the world tomorrow. But then as God kept working, I mean, there was really a crew as a consuming passion for his glory by helping fulfill the Great Commission in our day. The Great Commission being Matthew 28, 18 through 20, you know, all power has been given to Jesus. He's going, you know, lo, I'll be with you. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them. And so really any sphere of influence, domain of culture, we come alongside the local church and help equip it in evangelism discipleship yeah. while we engage in that in those spaces, you know, sustainable places, the local church. Yet we want to engage in those pockets of influence like families in the home, like college students, like athletes, which is another ministry called Athletes in Action. And there's, and there's several others. But um, yeah, engaging in those spaces to help woo people to Jesus and woo people to the sustainable place of the church. So after graduation, uh, how soon after graduation did y'all marry? You had been out two, almost two years. Mm -hmm. And I actually had a semester of college left, but it was yeah. just a practicum, a field practicum. I was a social work major. Yeah. So we jumped in early. We you know, did. There's, there's pros to it. There's cons to it. We're really grateful we did. Yeah. But I think both of y'all, before you um, said those vows, you actually went through preparing for marriage, which is one of the pre-marriage counseling, incredible curricula of family life. Can y'all tell us a little bit? So really y'all's, I guess, introduction to family life through crew similar to what mine was with Lee, you used and experienced the resources and then 
the Lord just prepared y'all to lead it. And uh, I mean, we've, we've all experienced just so much from this ministry. Tell us a little bit about that preparing for marriage. Yeah. I mean, the coolest thing is that our, our premarital counselor was from my church and he used that resource. He wasn't connected to crew. And we didn't realize it was a family life resource until yeah. a little later. Yeah. Now we did go to the weekend to remember, we can talk about that later because of our connection to crew for sure. Yeah. But you know, once we realized that's where this resource was coming from, we were like, Oh, that's so interesting. Cause it was so impactful for us. I mean, what I love about that resource and we still use it, any premarital counseling we do with people, we always use it because, you know, I think people often say, and a lot of premarital counseling will say, Oh, you need to talk about your expectations before you get married. But it's really hard to do that without very specific questions and very specific, like an outline to walk through. Yeah. So, because you don't really know what you're expecting until those expectations are unmet typically, you know? So what we loved about it is it had us dig through and think about so many things like how we grew up and you know, who, who did the dishes and who's going to do the laundry and, and then what kind of vacations are important to you and how many kids are you going to have? I mean, so many things um, that were just so helpful. That you hold loosely, but you do intermarriage with expectations. Right. And you don't realize like, Oh wait, you didn't think the beach was an awesome vacation, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's like such a lighthearted one, but I have freckles that I've had to learn to like the beach because of that. You know, it's like I fry on the beach, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I think one of the, the great things about it is it the magic, I think family life and Dennis and Barbara tapped into and this built over decades is transformation happens when there's time together around timeless truth. It's not just the reading of content or the, you know, hearing of content and or watching of it, it really is when a couple looks each other in the eyes and begins to have that exchange. So yes, it, truth is important. And we're always framing up timeless truth around marriage and family, but then there's also always some type of practicum, a, um, yeah. an exercise, and then you talk about it together. Yes. And we, we always hear those are the things that actually lead to transformation, not just more knowledge that puffs up, you know, really, but really deep-rooted stuff that transforms and Jesus can use. And it really, uh, y'all have something for every season of life, whether it is, you know, not even preparing for marriage, but preparing for marriage beginning in in your toddler years, you know, with the resources that you have for toddlers to explain biblical truth in such a real way. I know Meg and I've talked about how we really bonded over the resurrection eggs, you know, the resources that you have. And again, I didn't realize that was a family life tool. Um, My friend Cindy Mills gifted me a set um, one Easter, and it was such a practical way to communicate the love of our resurrected King Jesus through those little eggs we still do with our family every year. And then we moved from resources like that into a passport to purity mm-hmm. where, you know, we encouraged and challenged and held our children accountable to predetermine what their decisions were going to be before they started dating. And, right. um, and then passport to identity, you know, in those teen years of uh, questioning and, and um, uncertainty about certain things that y'all provide through and all based on God's word, the truth yeah. of God's word, you know, these resources that have just, I, I just cannot thank y'all enough. And recently you have done, uh, more recently, I guess, the uh, art of parenting can y'all tell us a little bit of the art of marriage and the art of parenting can you tell us a little bit about those newer resources 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, Tara, we, we got to like take you on the road with us. This is great. So, um, <laughs> well, what I you love can experience about something and you love it so much. Right, there you go. Yeah, lovers can't help but show and tell the things that they love. So I love that you love them. That's awesome. And it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> what I love with, and you talking about each one of these resources is, and I just want to, before I go into any of them, the magic is not in the resource right? as much as it is the the person that has the spirit of God inside them yeah. passing it on to someone else. And if there's anything that has been part of family life story that we want to make sure continues, yeah. it is that calling that we had at the beginning to the great commission of making disciples who make disciples and the power of the home. I mean, the intimate conduit of what can happen in a home informing people toward Jesus, even though all of our dignity and depravity is on display more often in the home. It's the safest place. So it all comes out, you know, when it's, when it's working well, especially. And um, yet these tools can be these, you know, just kind of game changer level ups, you know, like I think they're, you yeah. get stuck in ruts and then what can make me break through and level up to a next level of intimacy with my spouse or with my kid. And so um, certainly, you know, Resurrection X, same thing. I had no clue it was a family life resource. We were, we had had it for we, years before we realized that. And it is, you know, it's just worth going a little rabbit trail, getting Dennis talking about Resurrection Eggs. All it was, was he brought in like a Sunday school teacher onto the radio show because yeah. he had heard about it. And he said, you got to, you got to tell this, this, people are coming into Jesus like crazy kids are. And this is such a simple way, yet holistic way to talk about the story of Jesus on Easter week. Yeah. And so he got her to come in and all of a sudden, all of family life staff, the orders are coming in. He was like, and we should offer this. Let's, let's offer it to whoever wants one and we'll put some together. Well, so many orders came in is that all staff were like, everybody come to the parking lot and Kids are picking up pebbles for this resurrection <laughs> You're stone. Finding that, rocks, so you know, and <laughs> the resources come a long way from that urgent. But like you just, when the spirit of God gets behind something, yeah. you know, in some resources you strategize and it serves its purpose. Others you go, we didn't even try for that, yeah. and yet God came behind it and it's made it into something that's that's so amazing. So, you know, res eggs for young kids. I love that. You know, it's amazing to me, and we've had our own recent experiences with. You know, we have a fourteen and twelve year old, so. About uh, you know two years ago and, and three years ago, we went through it with our oldest kids, passport to purity, and that you know it's just that you do the hard framing up for me so I can enjoy the intimacy of that conversation with my kid. It's such a beautiful thing. But yeah, you you bring up art of marriage, which um, has actually been ten years ago that we released that. Wow, um, yeah. It's amazing. It's the most used resource outside of Resurrection Eggs that Family Life has ever had. Um, it is such an amazing small group that just, you can do it as a one day event and facilitate a group of people through it. Um, or you can do it as a small group over weeks. And, and the point is we want, the royal priesthood is alive and well, you know, yeah. that's what first Peter says that he's put the Holy spirit inside of us. We are the royal priesthood. Every follower of Jesus is meant to be a part of his kingdom building and, uh, to proclaim the excellencies, uh, and be able to pass it on to people around us. And, you know, we also believe that couples grow when they help other couples. Like there's something that happens. God's kind of wired it that way. So these are tools, um, art of marriage that we hope to be redoing in about two years. You can be looking out for that, but it's still such a great relevant resource. One of our best sellers because of of what type of conversations it frames up. Art of Parenting has been one of those that actually was birthed out of a parenting conference 15 years ago that Dennis and Barbara did, but it's hard for 
parents to give a, get away for a whole weekend and get <laughs> yeah. childcare for parents when it's not just about yeah. them. Yeah. And uh, so they end up packaging it in a beautiful, uh, you know, way with multiple thought leaders and, and experts on parenting and pastors giving um, diverse opinions yet through you know, a storyline that's easy to follow. And then in the last year, we've actually released two small groups. Um, one is Vertical Marriage with Dave and Ann Wilson, um, a really enjoyable, uh, like if, you're, if you have some neighbors and you're not sure where they are spiritually, uh, it is such a fun one to start with. Just, or you have, you don't know where people are followers of Jesus, but you know, I don't know where their marriage is. Let's have a, let's have a starter. Yeah, it is such a fun starter, small group type of conversation. And then Bob Lapine has just released this, this November one, um, love like you meet it small group where he takes first Corinthians 13 and there's, there's 10 sessions, which very few people are going to make it through all 10, but your group can take an assessment together to see where each one of you are as a couple. And then you all together can say, let's make this a four week where we go after you know, the, the things that are talked about in first Corinthians 13 that we need to work on the most. So anyway, we're going to keep coming out with it because we believe in the power of the home and when people, the intimacy of what happens in a couple or a person leading others through scriptures and having time together over time is true. And then most, most recently your feature film like Arrows, was that, was that the year that y'all were inaugurated as president and first lady? Was that 2017? <laughs> that yeah. was that year. In fact, yeah. what your first thing was a tour um, showing it and meeting people, right? So we didn't, you know, we weren't there for making it, but the coolest thing, what I love most about how that movie came to be is that, you know, as they were making the Bible, the small group study for Art of Parenting, for Art of Parenting yeah. they decided yeah. to create this kind of fictional story that you follow through each week just to yeah. kind of, you know, display what that would look like. And, and at one point, I think Bob even said, should we, should we make this into a movie? And, yeah. Um, you know, they were like, I don't know, let's just keep going. And maybe we were, and, we were partnering with the Kendrick brothers and yeah. they were helping us do it. And, uh, they were like yeah, doing it know. really well. Yeah. And, but by the end, you know, it was like, this is that all of them were just like, this is an, this will be an incredible movie. We cannot yeah. just let this sit here. So, so yeah. you can find just it me. on Netflix and whatnot, but the, my favorite way that, you know, it's always interesting to put time and effort and energy. And we weren't there for the time and effort energy into that one. Much was put into it and you release it and God's using it in great ways but you start seeing where does God want to take it and where it has exploded has been, I mean, we just had a team go to Kuwait and, you know, wow. there was an Arabic translation and that was really encouraging. It launched, uh, we, they did a training for lay leaders and pastors to, to launch into art of parenting groups in Kuwait, but it has exploded in Latin America. And I'm not, you know, we still don't know the, what is the concoction of what's making it resonate mm -hmm. so deeply? I mean, I know there's such a communal value in, in yeah. Latin America that could yeah. be part of it. And, you know, all we know is like arrows is launching groups in Latin America. And, and maybe it's just that connection. There was a very holistic, you know, strategy to launch in Latin America where wherever we show the movie, we're going to offer a, a small group for people to get into. And they mobilized a volunteer force through, church partnerships and it's just amazing what God's done. Well, I'm just so grateful as the Lord has has really stockpiled your resources for such a time as this. You know, we are in the midst of a worldwide 
pandemic and so many friends that are hurting. And that's what I, another thing that I love about your ministry so much is you speak into the heart of the hurting, no matter what the season of life or what the situation is, because there are so many broken families and hurting homes and, and single moms and dads, and you have resources for those families as well. I can't tell you, David and Meg, how many times I've, I've sent a struggling sister in Christ to just your resource page to find mm -hmm. an article that really right. speaks to where she is at that particular time, whether it's with um, an abandoned um, spouse or situation or um, a, a teen that's run away or whatever. So I'm just so grateful for that stockpile. What are y'all looking forward um, as a team doing together this year um, out of the, the hurt that we're all experiencing right now, what are you most excited yeah. to, um, to champion? I'll give an idea of like framing up some of the things that, that has spurred some of our response. I mean, initially, you know, we really dove into home isn't canceled and we had a whole campaign and we're specifically, you know, there's an opportunity to set rhythms. And I don't think any of us want to go back to normal, you yeah. know, whenever this ends, there's, there's opportunity to really root in some of the rhythms that, that, you know, we've been faced with, even though it's been really challenging too. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things, again, I've said it already, but time together over timeless truth and mentoring and discipleship happening, those are two trademarks of what we do. So how do we keep doing that well amongst a pandemic? And if anything, a pandemic pushes ministry down in a more local and, and personal way than ever, because there's not huge events and there's not, yeah. you know, huge releases. And so, Really, for those of you who are listening, you, if you have Jesus in your life, he is calling you to invest in others. It's part of our growth, and we want to be a part, continue to help you grow toward oneness in your home um, and also help you impact others in your corner of the world. And so, you know, there's a few things that have been values about moving people closer toward oneness. Um, one is we, you know, the Family Life app. Um, we really just fast forwarded it to go, we need to make that, you know, the four inch screen in someone's pocket is where people are getting help and yeah. hope more than anywhere right now. Yeah. And, you know, we were able to do something in 90 days we thought would take nine months. And that was supposed to be a summer next year soft launch. Well, it's out. And, and you can look on all the platforms for the Family Life app to get podcasts. But also one of the things was, okay, we can't have weekends to remember. And that's such a, you know, it's, our founding was founded in the Weekend to Remember and the adaptations continue to minister to people over four decades. How are we going to minister to people? Do we just want them streaming on a screen and sitting right. together? Right. And so you want to talk about the Dates to Remember box and yeah, so what our teams come up with? This is kind of in the trial and testing phase right now, but it'll be released in January, like around January 20th. So yeah. So it's basically three different dates that you can take a day and you know have if you can get away or get the kids off to their grandparents or whatever. Um, you can do it all at once or you can divide it up in over three weeks or however. But it's just more, again, just a, to set you up for an experience together. Um, you know, there's a lot of date nights kind of out there on the internet right now, just or organizations doing date nights. And we've people. done some. They're yeah. good. They and they are great, but they still yeah. kind of keep you focused on the screen. And so yeah. we're trying to think, how do we get people again Maybe there's, there are, will be some things that you watch, but then how do we, you know, we really believe that the heart is in what you, where you dive in together and how do we get people to look toward each other and whether it's, 
you know, there will probably be some silly games in there. There are right now. Those are being tested. So hopefully they'll turn out okay. Yeah, we, if they're cheesy, we don't want <laughs> them. them. If they work, we're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and even just some deeper questions. Just, I mean, similar to the kinds of things that you might talk about and dig into at a weekend to remember. Yeah. But how do you do that in your own home when we're not, you know, right now, the Lord has closed that door for right now. And we hope yeah. and pray that that will happen again. But, yeah. you know, and even in the future, not everyone will be able to come and do that, mm -hmm. but how can we get this into people's hands? Yeah. So, yeah. So there will be some things that you watch and some things that you interact over. Um, yeah. And just, again, just how do you take time away just to really listen to each other and listen to the Lord and, and hear what he's doing. You know, yeah. I think sometimes we miss what God's up to because we don't take time to just sit and process and enjoy each other. So how do y'all, how do y'all do that in ministry? How do you protect the haven of your home? Mm. Such a good question. And a hard one. I mean, we yeah. have to and fight for it. I want to, we want to admit that like that it's not easy. It's not yeah. a preconceived right. uh, conclusion that we will as the president of family. I mean, if any job, allows you to protect that it would be the president of family life you know like all right make sure you do that right. but we have to fight for it yeah we definitely do and i wouldn't even say that there's been one thing that's always worked you know some people right. are like, we have a right. date every thursday night forever and for yeah. us our ever-changing schedule and travel that's not always been the case right. but i do i will say that we always come back to you know it may not be the same night every week it may not be every week but as often as we can you know, getting away. I, we actually have just reached the point where our kids are old enough to leave them by themselves. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that has been a big difference. But I will say that during COVID, this has been a huge challenge, and we've just now gotten back yeah. to the point where we can go out again a little bit and sit outside somewhere. Yeah. But for many months, you know, we literally a couple of times we would go get carry out somewhere and go park our car and sit right outside the car like within a mile of our house so we could yep. get home easily yep. if we needed to but yep. we were just sitting in picnic chairs right outside our car well, you recognize like, the a minute yeah you recognize that importance and i just i pray that our, our viewers learn to appreciate that more and more too i love the fact that and i've read this and um y'all correct me if i'm wrong that your theme verse for your marriage is joshua 1 16 we will do whatever you command us and we will go wherever you send us. Mm -hmm. And y'all have typified that um, over the last decades of your marriage um, in so many ways, going from Pisa, Italy, where you were in ministry to New York City. Um, but in the last year, you've probably been stretched the most when you say, I mean, you settled in Arkansas for about 18 months. And then the Lord had you pack up and move again. I guess you feel a little bit like Abraham maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we didn't, you know, when the Lord puts something on your heart yeah. he's and, and you do, you know, I mean, for that, it really was like we were signing our covenant with, you know, it's inside of our wedding bands, Joshua 116. And it was the posture that we knew he was inviting us into. We had yeah. no clue what that meant. Yeah. All I know is that it's worth it every time. And um, he's worthy of all of our trust. He's and his faithfulness will be secure. And like, you know, Abraham and Sarah, we've had moments where we had to set out in motion somewhere, not knowing exactly where it would lead. Yeah. Uh, we've had those type of seasons. We've also had seasons where like, wow, this is getting a life of its own. And yeah. okay, the data points make perfect sense that we, you know, and board approves and executive team approves and all the data points line up and the Lord's leading now to let's move 
family life to where yeah. we can save huge operational expenses if we do that. And um, I mean, that was pre-COVID and you're just going, God, thank you. We're yeah. positioned right now in a way that we could have never been imagined being positioned. He knew COVID was coming. He's so worth it. And, um, you know, I, we were on vacation in July, um, right after we had moved here and COVID was, you know, still, I mean, still here we are still, but, uh, you know, it was, I was having that, Lord, I don't know how much I, more I can take. I don't know how much more the ministry can take, yeah. like how much more Lord and his, and his response you know, it wasn't an audible voice, but it was kind of this draw me into his loving kindness. I read a voice about his, his loving uh, a verse about his loving kindness. I go, okay, Lord, what are the ways you've been loving kind to me? You know, and as I start listing it off, I just go, you've so taken care of us. You put in our, you know, our ministry in a situation to be able to weather some of the challenges financially that we have. Like I would have never imagined this move and all the emotions that has brought would actually be positioned as to whether COVID well. And, yeah. and, and it goes on and on around our own family. And um, it's hard, you know, no, yeah. our kids didn't want to pick up and move. We were, you know, we were close to family in Little Rock. Like that was the best gift. We hadn't been close to family ever as we lived our lives out with that verse. Yeah. Uh, but this, this recent year, it's like, he's worthy of our trust and he's proven it time and time again. Any thoughts? Yeah, you well, I, that last thing you said is I think what, has been like an anchor for us is that he, yes, he has moved us several times. Um, but he has proven so trustworthy every time. And this time I'll be totally honest and say, when this started materializing, I probably could be quoted way too many times saying, I just don't know if I have another major move in me. And I feel like the Lord just kept reminding me, you don't have to have it in you. I have it for you. And, you know, it's still, that doesn't mean it hasn't been exhausting and hard. And it, I think for me, it's all the, all the starting over, you know, whether it's really deep things like friendships and, or leaving family and, you know, building your family around you um, or just doctors and dentists and all these things that, you know, can so easily be all consuming. But I think we just looking back at all the times that God has moved us and gone before us. And sometimes it's kind of felt like, you know, the pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night, like, Lord, are you really moving again? You know? Yeah. Um, but he's just been so faithful to, it's well, you're, you know, time, Meg, you, you've been so faithful from one mom's heart to another mom's uh-huh. heart. You know, it's not just your friend's separation that you're dealing with, but it's you mothering um, your three little princes and that beautiful little princess mm-hmm. in the ages that they are in the stages that they are, you're dealing with their emotional conflict right. as well. So it's like, you know, all, all four of y'all or five of you at the same time, you know, I mean, that's, that's a lot for a mom. So you've right. been a great example and encouragement to me just in, in little ways, you know, just watching mm-hmm. you in certain interviews and the way that you, y'all do incorporate your family so much in ministry. And I love that not in any way to make the children feel uncomfortable, but to let them freely express themselves. But when they have a struggle saying, you know, it's hard saying goodbye to my friends. I don't really want to make this move. You're sensitive to that, but you're pointing them back to God's sufficiency. You know, that God is allowing this for something so for something so much better than we can, we can see right now, but we trust him and we know that his best is what's in store. Yeah. totally. And one of my close friends in New York, actually, they had moved from California to New York and it was a really hard move for their kids. And, you know, she said, and I just say this all the time now, is just that if God is moving 
us or family life, then he's also moving our, our kids, our whole family. He's moving some of us, he's moving all of us. And if, you know, that's because he has something in store for all of us there, you know, and, and yeah, he goes before us. And if we stay, we miss it, you know, I mean, and I know God doesn't operate like that, but just helping our kids know that, okay, yes, we're going to grieve and there's going to be some loss and this is going to be hard, but yeah, you're right. And you do as a mom, you just carry that. He's strengthening those faith muscles. And I've seen David's sensitivity to you. I mean, you do demonstrate y'all put into practice what you preach is what I'm trying to say. So thank you for that. David, who would you say is your hero of the faith from God's word? You know, I tend to lean toward Paul. Um, When I'm struggling or whatnot, I kind of run to Paul. One, um, he had a, I mean, a self-righteous background that includes, good thing I don't have murder included in my background, but I do think (laughs) I did have a pretty legalistic framework for the Lord and to see how grace, you know, radically not just entered at the point of salvation, but how he deepened his, his encounters with Jesus in, in, in grace in ongoing ways as he got more and more in tune with his depravity. Yeah. I mean, he, he's the one that as you follow through scripture, he goes, well, I was, I'm the worst of all the apostles. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the least of the saints. And then by the end, his letter to Timothy, he's saying, no, I'm the, I'm the worst of all sinners. And I don't think it's token. Like, I think he really does know his heart, yet knows who Jesus is. And his encounter with Jesus fills that space yeah. And his ability to take me to that place and to, you know, write Galatians and, and help me process some of my legalistic ways that can creep back up or uh, call me toward really pursuing it and not getting an ounce of, of license either in, in yeah. my walk with him. So, uh, so yeah. Meg, really Meg I'm going to ask you the same question. Who's your hero of the faith from God's word? Uh, uh, you know, so, sometimes it's hard to narrow it down. I love Peter and I probably... Yeah, I would probably have to say Peter because I think, um, I mean, and Moses might be my other one, that both of them, you know, they don't have a perfect record. You know, they definitely struggle at times and Peter denies Jesus three times. But I think what I love about Peter is he experiences God's grace and mercy when Jesus comes back, you know, after the resurrection and he comes to him and he's like, do you love me? And he asks three times and you know, and probably reminding Peter of how he denied him three times. And yet, you know, God, in that moment, Jesus is wrapping his arms around him and saying, because he's like, I do love you, Lord. And, and he's like, I know you do. And so don't live in the past of, you know, the sin, the moments that you denied me, let that go and live in this grace that you're experiencing right now. And then he challenges them to be a leader. And I think for me, you know, God just continually uses that in my life just to remind me that, you know what, you're not going to ever get to the point where you, you have it all together and that you don't do things that you wish you didn't do. I mean, we know that's true from Romans, but you know, it's, that's why we need him. And that's why he lavishes his grace and his mercy on us. Amen. Well, listeners and viewers, uh, you have seen today a couple that truly walks what they talk. I'm just so grateful for your influence. And uh, I believe the viewers that have had a track record with family life before, um, their, their confidence in Dennis and Barbara Rainey's discernment has to have just escalated exponentially um, mm-hmm. because they see a couple 
that has been handpicked by another godly couple, um, that they have entrusted you with a ministry that the Lord allowed them to start. And it is so comforting for my heart, and I know for my husband's as well, to see two of you that are so committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ, uncompromising in your vows to each other and into the protection of your family, that it just emboldens all of us um, in our walks with Christ. And I'm, I'm just so incredibly grateful. And I do also um, want to commend our viewers to check out all of the resources that we will have links to for this family life ministry that truly has impacted my life, my husband's life, our children's lives in ways that um, we'll be sitting around in, in heaven talking about and thanking the Lord for because we are just so grateful for y'all. And I do, when I think of, of heroes of the faith from God's word that you already emulate, the first two that come to my mind, of course, are, are Joshua and, um, and his acceptance of the mantle from Moses and then um, Elisha. As, as he took the reins from Elijah. And, and I know that um, for most of us and our humanists, we would be kind of perplexed and a little bit frazzled by that. But I think your trust in the Lord is so sure that you don't do a comparison game. You know who you are, you know your track record with him and that it's not, you're not really stepping in anybody's shoes. You know, I mean, you are on a path that is leading us all to his throne. And I'm just so grateful for y'all's confidence in who you are and whose you are. I mean, that's a testament to all of us. So thank you for that. Any closing words? We have about four minutes. Y'all know I'm a Marine's daughter and uh, so <laughs> time management is kind of like my thing. So. Which is impressive. And I knew it. Like, we have a preschool little fall festival to get to. And I'm like, yeah, Carol will get us to it on time. This is going to be good. Make that. Yeah. You know, I just, I, it's, it's overwhelming to hear some of that, mainly because we do know the found the shoulders that we stand on um, when it comes to Dennis and Barbara and so many others at Family Life and um, who've influenced and who people who've influenced uh, different people at Family Life, um, people that have surrendered time and time again. I think that's the, the biggest confidence we have. We're a part of a ministry that if you go look back at history, surrendered time and time again and said there were no sacred cows. God, whatever you have in order to engage as many families as possible with the truth of your gospel and with the help of biblical principles that you've mapped out in the scripture. And so we stand on that and it is a humbling thing to get to stand on their shoulders and uh, you can't overemphasize that enough. We respect them so much. And, um, and we also get to live out the continued surrender and trusting God in our day, generation after generation for, for what he's doing in this unique cultural moment, because it certainly is a unique moment. Well, Lee and I feel privileged to, to watch you and to journal along with you and to pray for y'all and, and thank you for your commitment to Christ and to each other. I love y'all. Y'all make that a uh, preschool party. Thank you. Okay, we great. love you too. And thank you love so you. much. We're just so grateful for you and what you're doing. I mean, you're well, taking such huge, awesome steps of faith well, and making this happen. So helping well, people Jesus, I know that's the story of your life, but well, we love y'all so much.